need to do better, yeah, you made it clear. Who could ever be me if I disappear? No one could do that. Embracing that I'm only human. I've been thriving, baby. Yeah. Big moves, big plans, and everything I do, yeah. Self-care, let me to improve. I feel like this was overdue. Got some big moves, big plans, and everything I do, baby. Hello, my wonderful people. Welcome to the podcast, Rapper Relax. The podcast where we use hip-hop culture, hip-hop music, and the people that we adore in hip-hop to facilitate healing in a mental health aspect. Yo, I actually really like that. I might have to start using that uh, introduction more often. But today I have a very, 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 very special guest. My friend, best friend actually, my brother, my best man, my ace, my ride or die, brother Kyle. (laughs) What's good? What's good, bro? How you living? I've just been trying to survive, maintain. Allergy would beat my ass a little bit, but I'm trying to make it through. But other than that, man, I've just been good. You know, how you been, bro? You know, I'm doing as good as I can do. It's, it's a pandemic, so, you know. But I'm making it, you know. You was a little too generous with that intro, too, you know. Can't handle all the accolades at one time. <laughs> Best man, all of this. Hey. <laughs> we gonna do that here? <laughs> hey, man, you know, I had to go ahead and, you know, spice it up a little bit, let the people know who, we, who I'm dealing with right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man, so... Go ahead and tell the people who you is, so, for those that don't know you. <laughs> so, basically, um, I'm just a small-town guy. Um, grew up pretty regular. Um, what else? I, I guess I should say this. I am a prosecutor now. So yes, there we go. All, all my thoughts uh, coming from the realm of a prosecutor, I guess. Um, aside from that, though, I just try to be a genuine guy, you know, uh, keeping things simple, trying to uplift my community. Um, that's about it, man. I, I'm gonna be a little, you know, I'm gonna be a little shy right now. We'll get oh, into it okay. later. <laughs> Right, right, yeah. Y'all ain't see this man open up just yeah, he he about to get there. He about to get in his bag real soon. He just gotta warm up. So the the topic that we pick, and I'm glad you brought it up that you're a prosecutor. Um the topic that uh for the day is, you know, actually police brutality and police relations and all that good things. Um and yeah, you're like I said, you're a really good guest for it because you're actually in the field. Um and I know, you know, Still a little new to it, but I mean, very new, very new. <laughs> I mean, you're only new to the career, to like the whole uh, dynamics of this. You know, you kind of you, you true to this, right? Yeah, I mean, that? definitely. I, I've 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 lived, I've heard, I've shared some experiences. I've I've lived it. You know, I can honestly say I've been on both sides of the law, um, for better or for worse. Um, but I definitely, I know where, I know where the, the line is drawn and I know that, you know, policing and things like that, police brutality definitely comes at my community at a different way. So, you know, one thing that I try to make sure I'm doing is being honest and true to my community and myself with whatever I do and however I look at these issues. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what's up. That's honestly what's up. And I mean, speaking of that, of just like being honest about like how you deal with these issues, um, before we get into these songs, just an overview of like the climate that we're in. Like, how do you feel about it? Oh, that's loaded. That's loaded. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, I think this this last year has been tough for me. 
Um, as you know, I, I just graduated law school. Um, studying for the bar was definitely very difficult with all the Black Lives Matter movements. Um, just wanted to be a part of it, but also wanted to find how to be a part of it, you know? Um, so I really took a, like, reading a lot of books on policing, um, how we can, you know, quote unquote, defund police, but also how to make it practical to the point where our communities are still protected and, or are protected because some people would argue it's not even protected at this point in time. So, or it never has been. So I'm trying to find more restorative ways to make sure we can police the community in the proper way and use the proper channels you know, not every incident is a police call. It, it It's a medical health professional call. So those yeah. types of things is looking at things from a different angle. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, okay. But, you know, to answer your question, the climate is definitely, it's tough. And yeah. I don't think there's no simple answer to what's the climate. The climate just isn't good right now. Yeah, 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 facts. It's really nice. I mean, I don't even know if you can even say like it's getting worse or better or whatnot because it's always just been here, you know. Yeah, I mean, I no, nah, I was just gonna say I, I definitely think it's. Uh, I would say I won't. I won't say that it's getting worse. I think it's staying somewhat the same. I think social media adds a different aspect, so we see everything now at a higher level. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, actually, before I get into the songs, it's um, it's interesting that you say that, brought that piece up, because um, there's actually a study that says that, um, like, our generation and, like, the newer generations are, like, more traumatized compared to, you know, our parents' generations. And, you know, if you know where I'm going with this, you can see why. It's just because mm-hmm. of social media, you know, with... You know, we were more exposed to a lot more things that's going on into the world. Um, things that maybe that our parents or grandparents wasn't, you know, when they was our age, just because, you know, social media, I mean, you, you can know about what's going on across, you mm-hmm. know, the continent, you know, like different continents and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I like that you brought that part up. That's very important exactly. to kind of consider. So um, let's go ahead and get to, you know, the rapping, relaxing part, you know? (laughs) Um, All right. So the first song that I picked, um, I think that I really actually, I listened to this song maybe a couple years ago. um, And I used this song for my thesis. And I think it really kind of, I related it to it because in Dave East's song, Don't Shoot, I don't, I can't even pick out like a certain line or a verse, but it's just like the whole song. He does a beautiful job at like kind of painting this picture of his progression of his feelings toward the police. Mm-hmm. Um, so like in the first verse, he has like a, he changed his voice a little bit. He has like a higher voice to kind of mimic him as a kid. So in this verse, he's like, you know, he doesn't really know too much about the police. He's seen a little bit. Um, but he's just like, more so is like, I think his parents said something in the verse about like, you know, you know, being cautious about the police. So in the first verse, you kind of see like, it's, it's caution. It's just like, I don't really know too much about the police, but I know that maybe I should stay my distance a little bit. Um, that second verse, he's a little bit older. Um, I think probably like high school. Yeah, definitely high school. And he's having more run-ins with the police. So I would, classify this as maybe you know he's trying to convey that he's feeling a little bit more frustrated right mm-hmm. now by the third verse you know he had many interactions with police officers um you know he actually did say in this i think this verse or the verse before he was like uh the hate got a little deeper you know so i want to maybe say you know hate but I would definitely say, like, maybe, like, resentment, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, towards the police. You know, he paints that picture of just, like, cautious, frustrated, and resentment by his adult years. Um, so I want to ask you, 
Well, just I want you to explain, like, how is tell me the uh, the journey of your feelings towards the police, started from childhood to where you're at now. Is there anything similar to Davies or different? What would you how do you describe it? So I think to take it way way back, I think the first time like I really noticed police. I think it was more of my my parents or or the other people around me just saying, you know, you don't want to do that. The cops are the cops are coming, or if the cops come, you know, somebody's gonna go to jail, or the cop is behind me, so let me let me drive slower. So it, it I think it already programmed some sort of fear into you. Um, yeah, I think the next major encounter I had with a cop was. I was acting up in school and for some reason my parents thought it was going to be a good idea to scare me by having a cop show up at my house saying, if, if you don't, if you don't act right, we're going to end up taking you in. Now, granted, this is my parents, like almost playing like a cruel joke on me, but yeah. it still like resonated with me at that time. And I didn't really understand until a few years later that it was like a scare tactic. And I don't yeah. know if that was healthy. I definitely, I mean, I didn't want to go to jail. So I was like, all right, well, let me act better. But I don't know if that was the best thing to do. Um, from there, I think I, I had limited interaction with police. Um, I think I got sent to ISS one time in middle school and a resource officer escorted me. And, and you know me, like to, for the people that can't see, I'm I'm 5'5", five, five, probably uh, 130 pounds soaking wet and I and I get in trouble for something crazy like asking to go to the bathroom at the wrong time and the resource officer like uh escorted me to ISS so I mean that in itself I think was more of a, a sad time for me like I cried I was crying and everything because you don't know what's happening when a cop comes to get you out of class so yeah. that fostered like a sort of, I guess, now I'm resentful, I'm sad, and I hate, and I hate the fact that they had a cop do this. So yeah, then I think you move to high school where the only real interaction you have with cops is when we decide we want to hang out at the local McDonald's after school, and the cop rides by. And, and, and tells you and tells you you gotta leave, but you see the other kids who don't look like us. Nobody bothers them. So, yeah. and then from there, I mean, you know, I had my I had my share of days with cops. After that, you know, um, I've had cops save my life. I've had cops almost like ruin my life. And I think you know, I talk to my dad about this all the time. You know. I think it, I'm, I'm not a, I hate when people say, you know, all cops aren't bad or something like that, because for me, I can honestly say I've had a cop save my life, but at the same time, that one encounter did not stop me from feeling like I could have died the night that the cop pulled me over and de demanded that he searched my car and went to the left, you know? So, yeah, yeah. 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 I feel that. I feel that. And I, I like that you said that because I personally, I do feel that way too because, um, you know, I don't think that like, you know, my trajectory of like my emergence of feelings towards the police was kind of qu quite like Davies because he didn't like tap into that point of like, you know, the good interaction. So like, I would mm -hmm. say that for majority of my life, it was very mixy because I think like childhood, I had lim very limited interactions with the police. Um, mm -hmm. I always used to, I think the main thing that I seen for real for real was, you know, you know, my, have you ever been in the car with my dad before? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if you, yeah, so you know he drives <laughs> a little wild, right? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the majority of it was really like, you know, just, him getting pulled over and like, you know, he'll be mad. He'll be like, oh, cocksucker, you know, they, 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 you know, whatever. But at the same time, I'm like, 
right, you would drive a little wild. You know what I mean? You did it. <laughs> Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did it. But you know, he'll still be arguing things like that. Um, but I know, like one one interaction that I did have. Um, I was it was me, and my cousin, and my other cousin. We was walking. Um, it was late at night, and we. Was, I don't know. I think we were just walking, hanging out, things like that. And so I guess someone broke into the Seven Eleven, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I, ca- I guess the cops responded to it, and you know they, you know they they stopped us, right? And mm-hmm. you know they wanted like they stopped us for a really long time, asking us questions, even like took like wouldn't let my older cousin leave because he was like we was I don't think I was like fourteen, fifteen. My other cousin was like fourteen, fifteen. He was like eighteen. 19 so he they wouldn't let him leave until the guy's id all that good stuff and i mean at that point i was like okay like i guess it makes sense because i guess we was like kind of close to it but mm-hmm. it doesn't really really make sense but you know just fast forward from that to like um you know i think mike brown really when mm-hmm. that happened i definitely you know, had some mixy feelings towards police. It was just like, yo, what is going on? And I woke, woke my eyes. But then at the same time, you know, I remember like my car broke down. There was like this sheriff that pulled over and he really was just like, um, you know, he stayed there, made sure I was safe and things like that. So I was like, okay, that's cool. But I mean, at the end of the day, like, like you said, um, I don't know. Like right now where I would say I'm at, I think it's a little bit of, more so frustration towards police. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. I hate you. Uh, if I see you, like, I'm a, you know, automatically wild out, but it's just like, I, I ain't really feeling you. So, like, it ain't really too much to say to you, you know what I mean? Or it ain't really, like, I'm gonna just be so warm and welcoming, you know? Um, so it's, I don't know, just thinking about, like, my emergence of feelings towards police and where I'm at towards it, um, it's just like, it's just crazy because, like, I, I really am mixy, and I, I mean, I don't know how I feel about that. Honestly, given to, given the climate that we're in, and given all all the things that I've seen, you know. Um, do you do you think do you ever think that uh, your anger comes from the fact that you're fearful of police, and you don't know how to channel that that fear, so it turns into anger? Hey man, listen, I'm I'm therapist, not you. All right. <laughs> hey look you're not gonna interview me though so I'm not gonna get one question yeah I mean I think definitely definitely because that fear is just crazy dog I mean the fact that you know just the simple fact that I'll be driving you know and if there's if I see a cop if he's right behind me I'm, I want to move to the next lane or mm-hmm. even even if I don't want to move I'll be like Ashley's still thinking like, okay, maybe not, let me not move to the next lane. Let me just stay in here and just drive slow. Like, it's so much fear that I think it does manifest into frustration, maybe just a little bit of hate because it's just like, why are you like, why do you have so much hold over like my emotions? You know, like you're a person, mm-hmm. you're sworn to protect me, but you really elicit so many mm-hmm. emotions from me. Like, I don't like that, you know, and I I do think that that fear is just like it does kind of manifest to something a little bit uglier, you know, than you know you want to yeah. admit or like that than what you would like for it to be. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I think, uh, you know, I feel like one of the times where if you ever see men, especially black men, riding with their girlfriends, mm-hmm. that's when you probably the most safe. Cause you know you got somebody over there that's gonna critique your every move, mm-hmm. and you know, at the same time you don't want to put you don't want to put that lives in danger. So you really you don't you riding clean you you good you're straight. But I noticed like even then like I can be as clean as possible, innocent as possible. Cop gets behind me, and it's not just I'm scared I'm gonna get a ticket. It's like I just hope you don't pull me over because I don't even want an interaction with you. Because you don't know how it's going to go. Exactly. Like, you literally don't know how it's going to go. So, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I see what you're saying with, about that fear, though. I really do see what you're saying. Yeah. Um. So, okay. Actually, you picked this song for the next song. Um, you picked Jay-Z's <laughs> song, 99 Problems. Actually, mm-hmm. 
go ahead and tell me because we didn't talk about it. But why did you pick this song? So I think it's I think it's interesting because Jay is like he's talking like you know I got pulled over and he's gonna talk he's gonna talk trash to the cop like do you know why I'm stopping? Because I'm young, I'm black, <laughs> like, and I feel like you know I, I in my profession. I'm a prosecutor and I deal with young people all the time. And I feel like my rational mind as a young person wasn't, and I'm calling myself an old person now, which is wild, but um, wasn't where it's at now. So where I would be more willing to say something wild to a cop, like, bro, why you, why you stopping me? Like, what, what is it? I feel like I, I, I don't think that, that's what I would do now. And I, I, I really like the, the song because I remember one time I was, I was trying to get into this group that was mentoring young kids mm-hmm. and they had black cops come talk to the, the black students. And I'm, I'm studying the law. So I, I know the law a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> a little bit. they're like, you know, if, a, if a cop walks up to you, and they don't have they don't have a warrant or anything for your arrest. You don't have to talk to them. You can tell them get out of my face I'm, and turn around and walk away. So they they started acting it out. So one kid walks up and he basically says something to the effect of the cop walks up to him and he's acting. Of course, he's like, I don't want to talk to you. Get out of my face, dickhead. So <laughs> you know, I'm looking at it and, and it's funny. Like everybody's laughing. And like I asked the cop and I think they, they kind of got a little offended, but I felt like it was my duty. I asked him, you know, you're telling him to do this and that's fine if you're the one who's interacting with him. But if one of your counterparts, albeit a white counterpart, walks up to him and he says that, how's this interaction going to end? Is this a safe thing for him to really to say? And I think the law is interesting because we don't have to talk to cops. You know, we don't have to say anything. We can be rude if we want to legally, but legally doesn't matter if your life is taken away from you. So I found myself having a battle that as someone who loves the law, you know, if a cop pulls me over, I was just talking to my dad. If a cop pulls me over and asks me for, asks me to search my car, I've said it once and I'll probably say it again. I'm probably going to say, yeah, I've said, yeah. And that's because what happens if I say no, are they just going to take that? And and is that going to be it? I may not get my day in court. So, I mean, I, I think that to me was like, I, I admire Jay. Like Jay is one of my favorite rappers of all time, but I'm like, you said, you said that, but did you really say that? And if you did, <laughs> Would you do it again? Because you don't know what ice you was walking on some thin ice by saying that. So, I mean, and I think he was valid. Like, I'm not letting you search my car. No, <laughs> you, you're not going in my trunk. None of that. But I say a lot of things when the cop isn't in front of me. Wow. I. That's exactly what I was thinking about. That's exactly what I was thinking about. When I when I read you no know, listen to the song again of course you know, I always know but and then like I thought about you as a um a, a, the guest on here I was actually thinking about that because it's it, it's very frustrating to hear people preach know your rights you know what I mean mm-hmm. like yeah like know your rights know what you can and can't say to the police and how you interact and things like that but. You know, you get a slew of evidence of like people doing the right thing. You know what I mean? Like people saying like, "Oh, you know, can I like like you say, can I search your car, or can I, you know, do like the can I frisk you or whatever?" Like you know what I mean? Like, well, can you answer these? Like, can you come into the office and answer these questions? You're like, nah. You know what I mean? But you see, it, it goes so south because at the end of the day, just call it what it is. Like being a police officer, like that is a a power high, you know what I mean? They mm-hmm. really like. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of them really thrive off of like having that authority. So like, and I, and I think actually in that song, uh, the cop 
actually said something along the lines. Actually, if I could find it, he said something along the lines like, oh, you know, you're a smart ass. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we'll see. We'll see what happens when they came. Yeah, out. right, right, right. Like, you know what I mean? Okay. Like, oh, you think you're so clever? I bet. Like, let me go ahead and get one over you. And I think that's what it is because, I mean, when you, when you have those interactions and, you know, you're like, okay, I'm doing everything right. I'm saying everything that I know these are my rights. But if the police officer is thinking, I, this is, this is what you think you know? I, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get one over you because how are you gonna tell me to do my job? So, I mean, I think a lot of things go so mm-hmm. south. So, I mean, I think that conversation of like telling people to know your rights and do these things, um, especially black kids, I think that, well, what do you think about that? So, I mean, I think it's tough. And I try to take this into account every day when I'm, when I'm, whatever I'm doing, whatever I'm thinking, whenever I read something, whether it be at work or outside of work. So you got to realize that if a cop asks you to do something, it's very important to know your rights. If they're going to ask you like, you know, some questions like, oh, well, this can help you answer cut it like don't give them unnecessary information but i can't tell you what to say and as i'm i'm probably speaking way out of turn and some people are going to be mad at what i'm saying but if a cop comes up to you with his hands on his gun and you know his partner on the other side of the other car and they looking at you like can we search your car i'm 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 telling you right now like I don't want to be the one to make this man mad when he got his hand on his gun. And, you know, I'm the type of person I ride around with my license and registration on top of my visor. You know, I'm trying to minimize all actions. But at the same time, you you never know how they're going to react. And even to my point, you know, I could easily let them search my car. And cops have planted stuff on people. So you may be opening yourself up to another liability, but I think, you know, the law kind of has to take into account what a, what a black person, and I'm not just going to say a black man, I'm definitely going to say yeah. black person because black women go yeah. through this too. What, what's going to happen if you use your rights? You know, I see white women all the time, white men, they get pulled over, they snap on the officer, they're like, no, you're not searching my car, get away from me, like you're harassing me. I don't have that liberty. And if I do, I don't feel like I do. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I I mean, I think that it's it's important to kind of understand that. And I think you know what, honestly, I think it's important to not only understand that, I think it's important to be okay with that. Cause I think a lot of us do feel like, you know, like we don't have that liberty to kind of like preach to the cop that we, you know, we, we have all these rights, we know our rights and things like that. But you're like, okay, we have it. And like, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and do it because like, this is the right thing. This is what people told me to do. But I mean, I think honestly, sometimes in that situation, if, if you feel like it's safer for you to go ahead and, I mean, I don't want to say it like that. Like just go ahead and lie down and like, you know, just take, you know, roll the punches. Hey, look, the, the thing is, you know, it's all good, you know, standing on your two feet. But if standing on your two feet means your life ends, you I don't know what people have going on. People have families and stuff like that. Like, if I got a kid, if I got a wife, I'm pretty sure they would much rather me tone down that macho energy so I can come home at night. I know my mom feels yeah. the same way. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Sheesh, man. Um, So... Let's get into another song then. So the next one, you got Can't Cry, J. Cole. We know that's your that's your dog right there. Um, and so he says in his second line, in relation to police brutality, he says, plus the cops harassing us every week, be blasting us on accident, or so they claim. Reporters sympathize her like they truly know the pain. They killed her only son, now she want to blow her brains out. Change the channel, man. I can't watch this shit. I think I'm gonna ask you this, your your feelings on this, but I think for me, um, just listening to the whole song um, about, you know, he's basically J Cole is basically, you know, going ahead and like exploring all these bouts 
and all these traumas that you know that he witnesses that he goes through and he's just like yo I I can't cry and I mean I think that's very interesting as to what he's saying but specifically with that line he's you know, like change his channel man I can't watch this shit um I don't know where he was getting that but I mean I know for me sometimes it's you know I with everything that's going on and like all the cases that you hear things about that like that I think I for most part you know, I tune in, but at the same time, man, it's just like, I right, that's enough. You know what I mean? I want to know what's, what, what happened, what's going on, but right, that's enough because, like, it's, it just does something to me, yo. It's, like, very, very, it's, like, very darkening your heart. It's just like, all right, man, like, but when, when you think of this song and when you think of that bar, what do you what do you think about man? Like what's what kind of feelings did that like really elicit to you? Like listening to the song and hearing that bar. Um so I just feel like every day as 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 a black man, you as a as a black person, you see something to this effect. Like there's always something in the news where you're like, oh, it's another black man. He getting beat up. Another black woman got shot. Somebody's not getting treated fairly. Some some people are losing their lives. You know, even if they're not losing their lives, they're getting beat brutally. And I think for some people, I think it's all about protecting your own mind. So I I, I really take take uh, issue with people who say that you know this person isn't speaking up or this person isn't looking at okay. it or this person doesn't want to participate because for me, the way that I wrestle with this stuff is I try to read as much as I can and educate myself as much as possible on the subject. But sometimes I have to throw the book down. Sometimes I got to turn the TV off myself because it's like, I find myself like I'm, I'm almost in tears. Like I got to go take a walk. Yeah. Now. This was, this was deep. Some people, they just don't feel the need to to talk about it at all or or deal with it at all and that's okay you know like we have to understand that this stuff is not easy to deal with you don't know why somebody feels a certain way they feel about it i've been lucky enough to say that i haven't really lost anybody that i know of or i can think of right now to like some wild police encounter but it, it it's just too much, and I think the first time I, I really sat down and it really hit me was with the Trayvon stuff, and just to see a kid who supposed to be around our age lose his life, and it wasn't even a cop, but you know this is a yeah. runner cop. I hear trying to I don't even know what he was doing, but to see that happens, it is definitely traumatizing, and I think at some point you just have to end it and you, you have to let it, let it go. But when you're surrounded by it, it's so hard to let it go. You know, it, it's every day. It, it's something. And if, even if it's not every day, it feels like it's every day. Like we're good for a month that we don't know about one month later, another one. And it gets to a point where like, it's like, okay, we're saying their names, but is anybody listening? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, like, I like what you said about that. Like, when you say, like, it's too much or something, you got to kind of, like, do something, like, to take care of yourself. You know, when I think about, like, this whole song about, like, J. Cole just basically, like, you know, I, you know, all this going on, but I can't cry. I think, for me, I kind of relate to that because it's just, like, a lot of things is going on in the world, especially dealing with my black skin and, you know... When you think about crying, you know what I mean? I feel like it's like you are internalizing that pain so much that it deeply affects you. And it's like, it elicits like this emotional reaction of crying. You know what I mean? So like, you know what I mean? When, when mm -hmm. he said like, change the channel, man, I can't, I can't watch this shit. It's just like, he's like, I, right, you know, like that's enough. Like I see what's going on, but like, you know what? You know, if I internalize all of what's going on too much, that's going to affect my mental. That's going to affect my, my emotions. And it's just like, and I understand like sometimes it's, it's important to kind of feel the pain of the world that's going on. But like, especially when you have your own problems going on, um, 
you know, you can't really internalize everything that's going on in the world because, like, you're just going to be a mess. Yeah, and I think, you know, one thing I think, obviously I'm a cold stand, but one thing I think he does well is he gets you to be in the shoes of the people that are really feeling it. So when he has that line about this mom trying to blow her brains out, like, I heard this song for the first time in, I think, high school, middle school, something like that. But I'm sitting here listening to this, and I'm like, dang, I wonder how that mom feels. And and that on in itself, like, we have – this is a whole nother topic if we want to get into why men don't cry or why black men don't feel yeah, comfortable yeah. crying. That's a totally different story. But – I think every every black man gets to a point where you're shedding that 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 thug tear, or you you feel it like, oh snap, like yeah, my allergies yeah. acting up. But once once we hit that mark, that's like you know, for as strong as we have to appear on the outside, or we feel that we have to appear. When I feel like I'm, my eyes, I can't I can't fake it. I can't hold it in. I got to turn this off. Like that's when we're realizing this is a deep thing. This is this is something that it's beyond my control. Like I I can't hide my emotions. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Sheesh. Whew, I feel that, man. I definitely feel that. Just of just things that's like beyond your emotions, you know, you don't know what what's the outcome of that, honestly. Um mm-hmm. hmm. Okay. Just to just to switch gears a little bit, you know. Um so Polo G, this is my dog, another Chirac. Mm-hmm. Rapper, um, you know, y'all. I mean, if y'all been listening to this podcast, you know, consistently, y'all know. Like, I, I guess I always had to include a Chicago rapper, but you know, I think they always like embody a lot of things going on. But um, Polo G dropped the song "Last Man Standing" that actually came out not too long ago, about maybe about a month ago. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought that this line was. Very interesting. In his second verse, like, why the fuck I gotta prove to you my black ass matters? No, really. Why the fuck we still marching? Badge abusers still sparking because my skin color. I've seen real darkness. Um, And then in another line, actually, I think in the first verse, he says, because I'd be damned if I let a pig put a fork in me, right? Um... Mm-hmm. So, wait, wait. I listened to this too, and I just want to let you know I'm sorry, but I got, I got to, I got to say this. But that line about like why you ain't gonna help me, just recording me, that one hit different. Oh, see, that's what I was. I think I messed up. I think that's what I was. I was supposed to read too, um, because you know when I listen to these lines, I'm hearing, and then thinking, okay, so, so okay, this song came out about a month ago. And then going back to like what everything that we've been through like this past um, year of like the marches and how long the marches has been, um, we're more people are like more like I think you can under, I think you can see that people are like more fed up. You know they're like, yo, like you can't mm-hmm. keep on doing this. And I like I think this is, goes back to like just years, decades of things just just bubbling up. You know what I mean, like. Um, so when he said like, yo, why are you just recording me and like, you're not helping me type of thing? Um, mm-hmm. I feel like that with, especially with, with everything that happened last year, last summer, and how everybody's just like, yo, like we're tired, we're tired, we're tired, we're tired. I, I do think that, and we might not see it in our lifetime, and if things don't change, I do think that like maybe in like the next lifetime, we're going to see... Um, just people being like, yo, we're tired, you know, I mean, we're not going to take your shit anymore, you know, like, I'm not going to just sit here and, like, record you getting brutalized, I'm actually going to help you, and I think that that might turn into something, like, um, more violent and something more than, Mm -hmm. you know, we could ever imagine in our wildest dreams about things, but... What do you think about it? Or just about people being more proactive than reactionary? Because I think that's more what he's speaking to of like, I'm not going, you know, like, why y'all just recording me? Or like, I'm not going to let a pig, you know, put a fork in me. Or 
from a this, this different song, like people was like, yo, if if someone, you know, did that to my, my you know, my kin, you know what I mean? Like I'm storming it. It's like more proactive. It's just like, you know, I'm going to get you so you can't do this again. Or I'm going to get you so you can't do this to me. But what do you think about mm-hmm. in that aspect? So I think I think a lot of things. I think one, I'm very fearful of that 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 scene that you you you're imagining because I do realize that the way that society is set up right now, and it took one of my friends shout out if he ever listened, he'll know he he said this. But we don't have the resources or the tools to go into a full on army with the police. I mean, full on war with the police. They are they are army like. They're funded well, you know, me and you, we can go get a few guns, but that that doesn't equal tanks and that doesn't equal the riot mm-hmm. gear that they're coming with. You know, if there's a real insurrection, the only way that you're you're going to win is if Trump says, yeah, y'all can't do anything. You know, that stuff that happened at the Capitol wouldn't have happened if they actually didn't want it to happen. Like, you know, if Trump yeah. had stopped it, it wouldn't have happened. So to see my people decide that they want to like almost for lack of better words, commit suicide. I'm not, I'm not going to advocate for that because you're walking into something where you're not prepared. But I think for that line really hit me because I feel like a lot of people marched for George Floyd. A lot of people, went all across, you know, doing a lot of great things. Like I'm all for the movements and everything, but I think he would have much rather somebody step in and save his life as opposed to just yeah recording it. You know, like, yeah, we got it on video, but I can't even see the video. So, you know, it, it doesn't even help me in court. Like my family, like, yeah, they got money, but I'm sure those, those families don't want that money. They want me. So, you know, I look at it and I see a, a sharp contrast from the Breonna Taylor situation. You know, like nobody, we, we he wasn't recording. He was like, you know, y'all coming up in here. I don't know who y'all are, but yeah, it, it's not going down that way. The end result still was terrible, you know, but I just think it's a lose-lose situation. It's just how are you going out at this point? Because they are they're wilding either way, but I definitely think like you you kind of got to think how do you feel knowing that somebody just stood there with that camera? And I think the legal system kind of sets us up to think like let me get this on camera so we can sue these people later or so we can take this to court and have proof. But he has his foot on my neck, so I'm not gonna be here to tell my story anyways. So I I definitely think you know. It's something to think about. I just don't know what to do because I can see why people don't step in. You know, you step in, now there's two of us on the street instead of one. Yeah, and like, and yeah, I mean, it's, like you said, it's, it's really damned if you do, damned if you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good conversation to have, maybe on another day, maybe off air about like, you know, martyrs and things like that. But um, it's tough, man, because even for Breonna Taylor, like, you know, like you said, like he shot back and you know, she she still died. The boyfriend was on his way to jail too. Um, but I don't know. I think that I don't know. You know, I mean, because on one end, like I, I would like to see less recording and like more, like you know, kind of like yo, like stop. You can't do that. But at the end of the day, um, mm-hmm. is it worth you losing your life too? No, I don't think so. I really don't. I mean, mm-hmm. um, so okay, you have another J. Cole song, and I want you actually to describe your rationale for this song. I know because you, you can tell it better than I can. So I just want you to like go ahead and like describe why you picked Jermaine's interlude. So I think one of the reasons I pick it is because I think it's a song that a lot of people gloss, gloss over. And it's it's a song that I listen to a lot because I think I feel I feel the pain in, in his voice 
when he when he's when he's saying this, and I think more or less it's him looking for uh um you know, once you make it to a certain height, it's like I need a bigger purpose, a greater purpose. And it's like he's saying I, I've done what I could, you know, I bought bought houses, you know, I moved my mom out of out of out of the place that she was at, you know, I've donated money, I took kids to to different places. I, I've done some good in the community. But at the same time, how stupid am I to think that that's going to stop the cops from still shooting people and people losing their lives? You know, I can talk about police brutality in every single one of my songs, but it's not changing anything. I, I can donate money. I can I can help these kids. I can help these families. But the cops still looking at us the same way. And I think for me, it was just like, no matter how far you make it, where you go, what you have, at some point in time, they find a way to reduce you all the way down to a a expendable life. Something that, exactly something, not someone, but something that can be replaced. And that, to me, it really stuck out because I think a lot of times I get lost in feeling like, you know, well, you know, if a cop pulled me over, let me let me wear this shirt right here so they'll know that, you know, I'm a lawyer. So that and then I think about it, I'm like, they don't care. <laughs> if if that man wanna kill you today or tomorrow, like if, if you if you pull over a lawyer for the wrong reason, are you better off letting that lawyer go to court? Or are you better off not letting <laughs> right. that lawyer have a say? <laughs> so I mean, it, it it really comes back to, you know, nothing really matters if that person's having a bad day. And that's not to say all of them have bad days. Like I said, I've had some positive experiences with cops, but it doesn't take away from that fear that the next one could be the worst one. I think that, you know, just Jermaine, just J- oh, I said Jermaine, Jake, like I know him, but J. Cole, <laughs> I, think, I, I think J. Cole's point in that song is, um, you know, it's it kind of reminds us of just how sobering it is. Like, my dog, you can get all the degrees, you can get all the promotions, um, you can move to like that nice suburban neighborhood. But I mean, at the end of the day, like the way things are going, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean that you, you know, that doesn't absolve you from being a victim of police brutality. And like, you know, just like. Me being, um, you know, in a, you know, acknowledging like I'm in a better and more privileged, um, point in my life than maybe like some other people. Um, it's, it's still sober and it's still just like, why, why even, why do I even try? Because it's like, yeah, like I got, yeah, I got my master's degree. Yeah, I'm a social worker or yeah, like I know these rules. Um, and yeah, I, I live in a better neighborhood, but at the end of the day, mm-hmm. like, there really ain't nothing that you can do. Um, I remember when Amar Arbery died, um, you know, actually was, no, uh, murdered, like, not to say died, was murdered. Um, you know, people were saying, like, you know, like, that's why, like, I always, you know, try to make sure I wear my, you know, my school gear when I'm out running and things like that. And like, you know, I, I do that too. And it's still like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're, you are, you you're adding, you're adding to your, um, you're advocating for your life just a little bit more, you know what I mean? Then maybe if you ran with a white beat on, mm-hmm. um, but at it's at the same time, it's just like, it's just still really frustrating and still really disheartening to like to know that, yo, that still might not be enough. You know, I could run with a Virginia Tech, you know, sweatshirt on, you know, outside, you know, in my own neighborhood, you know, as opposed to me, you know, running shirtless and things like mm-hmm. that, and or maybe with a black hoodie on, things like that, and that still may not be enough at the end of the day. And like, that's why I like J. Cole's line because it's like, 
I think a lot of us, you know, I mean, well, I mean, just me personally, you know, I think that, you know, just being like going, have that upward mobility, you know, you might be, you might not have that much interaction with like negative, I mean, just, just, just in general, mm-hmm. like, you know, racism, police brutality, right. things like that. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's just time, time, place. Who you interacting with? Because like you can have the same fate just as somebody that's not in your position, somebody that has just like, a high school degree, you know, somebody that's in like a disadvantaged community. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I tell the story a lot because I think this was like the turning point on how I felt about doing, making sure you're doing everything the right way. And you you've heard the story, like obviously, but. I, 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 I feel like, like you said, we always think like, you know, I grew up in a house where it's some respectability politics going on, you know, like pull up your pants, don't stack your pants, don't do things like this, don't do things to give cops a reason, that type of thing. But I can never forget like getting pulled over and, you know, me and one of our good friends, we sitting there chilling, <laughs> hands on the wheel, doing everything the right way. And I just remember him like pleading his case, like, and granted, we weren't even at that point yet, but we didn't know if we were going to get to that point. And he's over here like, nah, man, we scholars, we, we do this, we do that. And the cop is like, yeah, okay, but, uh, I'm going to still need you to stop out this car. Like, I don't care what, I don't care what your accolades are. I don't care what you do. Like, I don't care if you're a scholar, like scholars apparently sell drugs too, I guess, you know, so i mean it's definitely one of those things where you know it's to j cole's point how stupid am i to really think that if somebody doesn't value my life that a suit is gonna stop them from killing me man that is facts that is so much facts honestly and honestly I, i think about that like often because it's just like what what am I to do? You know, like is it like am I just gonna like live aimlessly, you know, like try to do the right thing or and, and try to like suppress like maybe like my natural um and I just actually had this conversation not too long ago, like am I gonna like suppress, you know, just like who I naturally am, mm-hmm. you know, like of like not wearing a do rag or like not talking this way. Or, like, not wearing these type of clothes or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Just so, like, I can stay mm-hmm. safe and not be, like, profiled or things like that. Or, you know, am I going to do, you know what I mean? Like, and, like, do all of that just for, like, the same outcome, you know what I mean? And, like, now, like, I didn't, like, live this whole li- life of a lie that I would say is. And, you know, I'm still profiled and six feet under or whatever. So, I mean, it's very sobering yeah, when you think about I mean, it. Do I think that the way you dress, being on a, being in a certain area, looking a certain way, can definitely cause cops to act a certain way towards you, in my opinion, wrongly? Yes. But can I 100% positively say that if I step out doing everything the right way, looking the right way, is that going to stop me from having one of these life threatening experiences? And I can't say that. So being that I can't say that, it's like, am I really doing anything? Right, right, right. Yeah. Shit is, shit is crazy, man. But, huh, so, I mean, you know, we'd have had like this very nice long talk and things like that. But just to kind of, you know, leave on a positive note. Um, action steps. Action, do you have any action steps as, as a lawyer? So, I mean, I think I'm I'm very I'm very cautious on saying anything to the effect of like all cops are bad. We don't need cops because, like I tell people all the time. Tell that to the mom who's worried that, you know, her son is going to get murdered tomorrow because people are shooting in her street. 
tell that to the mom who's dealt with her kid being beat up twice this week and doesn't feel safe. So he has to join a game, you know, or any of those things. But I also understand that there for a lot of black people, if you ask them, when's the last time you had a positive encounter or you called the cops for a good reason and they did something to help you, they don't have an answer for that or they say never. So I think it's, it definitely goes to accountability. Um, you can't, you shouldn't be able to shoot somebody, kill somebody that didn't have a weapon on them and, you know, oh, two years in prison or nothing, criminal, criminal negligence or something like that. Like, no, 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 no. You, to, yeah. to whom, like, I never get this quote right. But if you get a lot of power, you have a lot of responsibility, basically. <laughs> so <laughs> if, if you're walking around with a gun on your side, like, if you're walking around with a gun on your side, you can't just be out here just hip firing. Like, this ain't, this isn't Call of Duty, you know? You, 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 you have to, you have to be more intentional with what you're doing. And at the same time, I think, you know, for for my community, I think it's definitely getting involved, you know, as much as possible. And I don't mean getting involved in, you know, Twitter or getting involved and nothing wrong with Twitter because I think Twitter serves its purpose. But I think get involved at the local level in, in politics, you know, uh, go to your community meetings, go to your uh, go to your 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 county meetings your your town meetings. Voice your concerns, get the right people in the office and, you know, nothing beats a failure, but a try. So I'm not saying that this is foolproof. I'm not saying that this is something that's going to end all of our problems. But if we save one life that would have been taken, we've done more than we would do by not doing anything. So, you know, definitely it sucks that we have to do more. In a, in a sense, because I feel like, why are we putting more responsibility on ourselves? But I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it for my people. You know, like, I want to make sure that the next kid has a better chance. Not saying yeah, he's going to have the greatest chance, because I, I do realize we fight an uphill battle. But I want to make sure, you know, I'm doing my part. I'm educating these kids. You know, if if we can less, if everybody has a temp, uh, 90% chance of surviving an interaction with a cop, that's better than some people having a 20% chance. You know, it, it, if all you have to do is, you know, I, it sucks. You shouldn't have to respect anybody that doesn't respect you. You know, you shouldn't have to do more than the average person has to do or that not even the average, the, the white person has to do. But, if being respectful is going to save your life, that's what matters. I, I want to see all of us living. I want to see all of us thriving. I don't want to see us in these negative interactions. So I guess to to sum it up, you know, be intentional. Make sure like you, saving your life is most important in, in anything that you do. Um, get involved. Um, elect the people who are going to hold these cops accountable. and. And let's try to make a push to, you know, getting people the the right services. You know, we understand that drug addiction, drug problems are not jailable offenses. You know, they need to be dealt with services, you know, whether that means medical care, whatever it is, therapy, get these people what they need. Don't just stick them in cells. Don't 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 allow us to just lock up people. Let's not advocate for that type of stuff. And, you know, our community in itself, you know, we can't be advocating like, Oh, these kids are bad. Let me call the cops because they're doing this on my corner. Like, no, there there are better ways to handle this. And we have to take that approach. You know, I, you know, I'm going to just go ahead and just echo everything that you said, because I really love what you said about doing things at the local level, because I, that's, that's, you know, if you know me, that's, that's all that I preach for real. He's like, you just do within your reach. I know a lot of people, um, you know, maybe some people that that's listening and a lot of people micro critique of like voting and like you know, like like yeah, like getting into like the you know, getting to those spaces with law officers and things like that. But when you really truly look at it, um me, you know, me, you, you know what I mean? Like we we might not even have that power to get at like a more macro or more systematic level. Um 
But, you know, it's just, it's just simple things that you can do that's within your reach that's, you know, might not take as much effort and things like that or things that, like, you know, might take as much schooling. But, like, you know, voting or, um, you know, if you have a passion in, like, criminal justice or, like, if you have a passion or if you have, like, the opportunity to go to town hall meetings, it's just doing things like that that's within your reach. You never know, like, the impact that can make um, because... I mean, like, you just never know. And, like, just by doing that, I mean, you've done your part. And even, in, like you said, even, like, like Twitter, too. Like, you know, you've done your part. But, I mean, I'm just thinking that, like, sitting back and thinking, like, you know, like, this 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 problem is way bigger than me, so I'm not going to do nothing. You know, like, you know, I'm going to just complain about it or, you know, I'm going to just cry about it and things like that. Um, and that's cool too, you know. I mean, go ahead, pray about it. Um, Compl- complain. You you allowed to complain, you know. Uh, cry. You you're <laughs> yeah, allowed. Yeah, you to cry. allowed. You know, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, still, just if you know that locally, you can do something like with this. That's within your reach. That's within your means. That's a lot. To that to that um, point, uh, you know. You, I also think you know one thing that we have to do a better job of in. I, I, I say this, I guess I'm speaking for a lot of the black men I know, which is probably uh, frowned upon because I can't, I shouldn't speak for everybody. But, um, you know, I noticed that it's very hard for black men to take, especially young black boys, to take uh, advice from people. But we have to try as hard as possible. And I, I'm guilty of this myself we definitely have to take a better uh, better approach of mentoring and, and grabbing hold of as many young brothers as we can because with fathers not in the household and for a multitude of reasons, most are not their fault. Um, sue me, I said it. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, if 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 I see someone that uh, a young man who who looks lost and doesn't have a father, I'm not trying to be your father. I'm just trying to be a positive influence in your life. So as much as we can, you know, especially after COVID is over, when we can, you know, move around a little bit better. Yeah, it, it definitely means a lot to some of these kids to just have somebody that cares. And that, I mean, yeah, that's for yeah. girls and boys. You know, somebody that cares, somebody that really just wants to be there for you. Because if we can limit your interactions with the cops as much as possible, especially the ones that you can control, that may save your life. Oh. oh, most definitely, most definitely. And I mean, you know, I think that like just like thinking about how abstract it is to say like oh, we got chasing it systematically. I think it's very abstract to think about like to actually consider that like the things that you do on a day to day interactions, the things that you do. That's within you, like your means. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, well, how is this going to change anything? But I promise you, like, it's it's going to change something. I mean, like, it's like a like the ripple effect. You know what I mean? Like, fucking butterfly effect too. Like, it's it's going to change something, whether whether you see it or not, it will. So I mean, I think that it's like it's like you said, it's really important to just do things on a local scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and do things that that you think wouldn't help. So, and I mean, like, it sucks to hear that about, like, when it comes to action plans. Because, like, you know, sometimes we, we, we imagine, like, this grand large scheme to fix things. But that's the reality of it, you know. So There's, there's no instant. There's no instant gratification, you know. I would love to say tomorrow will be the last day or today was the last day that somebody would ever have a negative interaction with a cop. Or today is the last day somebody gets profiled. Chances of that happening is is zero to none. So my thing is, instead of us focusing on the fact that things aren't happening at the speed that we want them to, is let's be practical and let's get some real solutions. Let's let's not even solutions. Let's do something that can make a difference, whether yeah. it's big or small. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, big or small, you know, whether it is just, like, mentoring, you know, young kids or voting or whatever, it's it's something. And I just want to reiterate, that may not be the thing that's going to save the world. It it probably won't, and it's not really, it shouldn't be our responsibility. But if don't nobody else care about us, we got to care about us. 
Hey, Tupac care. Don't nobody else care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how we gotta live by, man. We gotta right. live by. Oh man, fuck! This is a good conversation right here. It always ends when I link up my brother. Always. Hey, you know, this is what we do. This is what we do, dog. This is what we do. You man. know, I'm I'm a, I'm a talking I'm a talking guy, so you know, I like to talk. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, we know, we know. <laughs> but um, you know, wrapping up. Is there anything you want to plug in? Is there anything you want to? Lasting impressions or anything? Nah, man. I just think uh, I think instead of instead of plugging something, I'm just gonna plug you. You know, like I really, I really, I really admire what you're doing. You know, I, I see, I see, I see the, I see the, see the vision. I like it. You know, I want you to keep going. Uh, you know, anytime you want me to come on here, I'm always willing to talk. But uh, nah, definitely, I think. The angle is really nice. I think it's creative to to get something out of these rap songs because, as I've heard in your previous podcast, you know people think rap is just like oh these people just talking about this that and that you know yeah. nah they're really talking about how they live it. So if you have a problem with that, maybe you should help change how they live it so that they don't have to talk about these things. So I really I really appreciate you know the podcast and what you have going on and just keep going, bro. Okay, hey, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that, and I, I, I really hope that, like, you know, that this really does kind of do something big because I think that, you know, even if you don't even like, you know, listen to podcast, I think that like if more people kind of like listen to these hip hop songs, they'll be like, listen with the intent to kind of understand it rather than to judge. Be like, mm-hmm. all right, well. What can we do about it? You know, like this is how y'all living. Or what? What can we do about it? Like, like you got a problem with kids right now, like rapping about popping pills and smoking, smoking weed, whatever they doing. Why are they doing it? That's what we should start, and then yeah. we can we can figure out some things. You know, there's a whole opioid crisis that 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 affects us too. Yeah, maybe it affects them a little bit more, but. That's because they was trying to be slick with it anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, facts, man. But hey, I appreciate you coming on here and dropping these jewels, you know. I can't wait for the Always, people to hear bro. it. Hey, I hope they enjoy it. Yeah, man. But all right, y'all, we about to go ahead and skate up out of here. I appreciate y'all for listening.